1: Which is
2: <laughs> Well, one leads to the other, you know. Okay. Okay. Break up. We are, Make yeah, up to yeah. break up. That's all we do. First, we make up. No. Break up. Was that? Huh? That's a. Sh- that we will break up. Well, that, that, that's a. If is there's that break, is too break much of worry? that.
0: I said I'm sorry, so shut up.
2: That's what we say. Okay. That's what we say.
1: We, we do say. We Except say. I'm
2: sorry. So shut up.
1: So uh, you know. This
2: is no laughing matter. I've,
1: I've learned that yes, dear, is really the best thing to say most most of the times, isn't
2: it? Oh, you're learning. I am
1: learning. It's it, it doesn't. It come only out, took
2: you four and a half years. It doesn't come
1: out easy or natural, but I think that uh, I'm getting I'm getting the hang of
2: it. <laughs> you're doing good. You're you're you're, and we're we're even, you're even fighting better. We're <laughs> arguing better. Oh, really? Yes.
1: Not as of two weeks ago, but okay.
2: Well, that's why we're having this episode, to help us. It is about us. It's all about us today. This Uh, is really kind of a way, a veiled way of getting us into some uh, counseling. Right. It's not, not, (laughs) people think it's a radio show. It's really not. It it
1: isn't. It's really just personal uh, counseling for us. Pretty much. That we can do that.
2: So we're going to talk about anger and every aspect of anger, where it comes from, how to deal with it how to manage it, how to cope with it.
0: How
1: to be better at how not to, expressing it. How to be it. better
2: at it. All, all things, tools, I actually need to learn how to. Do I don't
1: that. want you to be better at anger. You're very good at that.
2: Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Not. I mean, I am. Yeah. No, I'm good You're, at expressing You are well-practiced,
1: okay. and there is uh, wow. I have marks to prove it
2: okay. in my ears. So mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get some help. Much
1: needed oh, 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 that's good. Okay, because you know, we, I love you, honey. You know that, and I think you love me, and I think that we are, you know, very compatible, and we're married. Isn't that cool?
2: It's cool. Sometimes along, you know, we look at each other and we'll say, "We're married." I know
1: we're married. It's, it's kind of crazy. It's like crazy. We've never been that way. And um, but along with that comes um, you know responsibilities and uh, things that crop up that we didn't have to deal with when we weren't married
2: right and i am a total rookie at this at at relationships and partnership Mm -hmm. and um i didn't really grow up in a household where i learned proper or healthy anger expression skills if that's a saying you did not i didn't I. Didn't. <laughs> that's
1: really more more like you grew up but
2: that's I okay. didn't. Yes. So I come to this marriage so I I admit I'm not I don't know. I've got some um things to learn. Yeah. Well, so exactly. I wasn't really taught how to express my anger when I was young. When I was little. It wasn't express it just wasn't, you know, we didn't we well, you know, were you did you? Oh, you know,
1: I didn't have I don't know if I can say I had good role models in in anger management. I I have a hard time remembering my father get very angry uh, or even my mom. I I just didn't see that too often. Uh, But they obviously did. And uh, I guess they contained it well and uh, didn't bring it around the kids, (laughs) even though I was really the only kid. Uh, But maybe my sisters probably have uh, more experiences with that than I do.
2: You don't. You didn't know me then, but you, you kind of didn't have to know me because you know me now, and you can see sort of the resulting uh, effect or the fallout of just how inept I am at dealing with anger.
0: That's not good.
2: Not good. Uh, no,
0: we, we, and you yeah. get,
2: and you learn you learn those skills at an early age. I think you do. And I think. And can- you either watch your parents.
1: I think you learn from them and whether you want to n- not be like them I think it's hard not to emulate some things that you've heard from them in the past and you know that has come out too or said was that you or was that your mother who, who was that just that
2: yeah it's uh, it's something I work on all the time and uh, I thank you for your patience mm-hmm. and for not um, Uh, you know, for just being patient and kind and gentle. Yes. Okay. And occasionally, you know, giving it to me when I, yes, that too. Uh, Because it's, there's always a better way to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And, and we have two people on today, two guests that are sort of experts in the field, and they're going to teach us first and listeners how to handle, how to manage anger and every little thing about it, which is so important, especially in today's political climate, which is just so aggro and so heated and so um intense, uh, it's it can't you can't help to have it sort of seep into your life, your personal life.
1: That's true. Do you think that there is a connection between how people fight and how people fuck?
2: Mm-hmm. I do.
1: I think that there's a like passion on both sides that comes out. That's
2: another question I have. Why are people attracted to passion, and what is it that's so sexy about anger and rage? Not for me. Nor me. Not for me. No drama. Yes. Um, yes. but there are a ton of people that get off on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I. Just you know, to let you guys know, my father was a very passionate guy.
1: He still is. And,
2: still around. Uh, yes, talk, is. Don't
1: talk to him in the past. No, very Thanks.
2: passionate. And um, so I sort of grew up with I don't know, like a stick not a standard, but um, a familiarity with um, passionate, intense men, and that wasn't always good. So just because you're attracted to something doesn't mean it's it. you should be with that, that. It doesn't mean it's healthy and it doesn't mean it's good. It just means it's something you're familiar with and it, you've got to be sort of vigilant and mindful about it.
1: So maybe what you're saying is that some people that even are repelled by uh, what they grew up with may find themselves in relationships uh, with somebody who has traits that they're comfortable with because that's what they grew up with.
2: Exactly, and
1: that actually helps them.
2: Yes, so, don't right? you so, see that in I, some of our friends? Don't you see that with people you know that you who yeah. you knew as a kid, yeah. and now you know as a married person, or you know as an adult? Can't you see that the, the dynamic playing parents, out yes. over and over again? They just recreated in their relationships. It's just fascinating. Yes, fascinating. And but it's it's human and it's normal, but it's not necessarily healthy. And that's what I think I, I personally want to get to today is how to undo that, those patterns that, um, what would you call it? It's not a pattern. I guess it's, it's something you just, it's, uh, yeah.
1: I think they are patterns and you want, you, you want to break them. You want to recognize them while you're in the throes of it. So you can possibly stop it and redirect or, you know, cause yourself to go. Oh yeah.
2: And, and by the way, it's, it's, they're good tools for life. Okay. Cause you can't bring that shit into the office. You can't bring it into the workplace. No, you, you can't should. bring it anywhere. And now's the time to let's. But people figure. do.
1: And, uh, you know, I think that we, nobody's perfect and we are guilty and we, uh, can absolutely stand to learn some tips and tricks from. Someone. I'm
2: glad to hear you say that. Uh, because
1: yes, because it is all my fault.
2: Well, you know, I'm not going to say you, you're a good fighter mm-hmm. and you're a clean fighter.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You really are. No, you you don't hit uh, below the belt. Well, I try not to. You don't. You're very you're good, but you know what you are that makes me crazy. You're de- you're like uh, super defensive. You're, okay. you're you you. Well, I think we. I, th- I mean, look, nobody. I think we both no, are, I we we, both know, are I, and I, mean, I think we, that's we what have, where we get into trouble because we we're complaints. both we're both strong.
1: We have some similar. Uh,
2: we're both kind of set in our ways. This is what happens when you, you know, get together later in life, when you're fully formed human beings. You know who you are. You are who you are. And uh, it's, it's tough sometimes. Nobody, look, it's, it, it, uh, this is where we need help.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, this is where we will hopefully get help.
2: Okay. You know?
1: So, okay. So, uh, Let's see where we are. So we've got some time still. You so don't, like you
2: going. know. Here's the deal: no one likes to be wrong. No, right? Let me
1: know this. Uh, uh, no. particularly you.
2: Well, no, nobody you really, does. you don't like being wrong. Well, okay. Yeah. So, but come on, admit it. I, I do admit it. But I'm, I'm more. You I, like being
1: wrong, though. You're no, one of those- I'm
2: the first one to say my bad. I am I'm the first one to say, but, to, cop to it. to I okay yes yes I, yes, yes but I think time that out.
1: when you say my bad and when you say my bad quickly I I don't want that to be something that is a uh, a tacit response without it having true meaning to understand what was bad that you know it's okay to say I'm bad it's okay to say I'm sorry but it needs to be understood and 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 realized and hopefully a teachable moment so that doesn't get repeated and you know I think that uh, where you say I'm defensive I think that there are times when you may say uh, you give a quick I'm sorry but it'll not necessarily sink in as to why you are sorry sometimes and that may creep up again so it, it the teachable moment has passed and it's now more of a defensive thing so this is where okay. we want to right
2: so so have some um, discussion about. One of our guests, Leslie Alderman, who's a therapist, this is, I found Leslie uh, through an article I read in Medium Magazine online called How to Win Your Next Argument, which I really loved because I want to win my next argument, and she brought up so many great points here to remember when things start to get a little, you know, when you feel it coming on, like entering into the ring with a spirit of cooperation, that's big. That's really big to, to go into it thinking, okay, we are, we're working for a, a common good, a higher good here. Um, letting the person vent uh, with, without rebuttals, which you need to work on a little bit. Um, staying cool. Okay. She suggests that if you're the one who's riled up, take an even deeper breath and slow the situation down. Physically step back or if seated, lean back in your chair.
1: Wow. That's a good one for you. Oh, yeah. Why? Because you get riled.
2: I get riled, but I don't get up in your face. I'm sick. You know, I sit that, quietly.
1: That ear piercing. No. That, uh, no.
2: No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no. Really?
2: No.
1: Okay. Who knows? That must be a neighbor then.
2: I don't know what you're hearing. Listen up. Be polite. Get to know the other person's point of view. Okay. Um, Help me understand where you are coming from on this issue. you got to sort of have that in mind at all times. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Reflect, mm-hmm. don't react. That's very big. Right? Try to understand the other person's perspective.
1: Okay. So with that being said, uh, save those for our okay. guests because we I are love going it to bring them in. And uh, we are going to go to our first break and come back. And we will be bringing in Leslie Alderman. And uh, Dave Gerber. So we will be right back.
0: Now, back to done being single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp.
1: And welcome back. And uh, you want to bring, uh, yeah, you know, I just want to make a,
2: a comment oh. about conflict management. Oh, god, it's, it's really, sure. it can be very romantic. Um, really. Well, I guess this is what they mean by, you know, make up sex and, and, but it's not, it's not that it's, it's, it's really, it does ultimately bring you closer. Conflict is not necessarily a bad thing. Now, let me just rephrase what I said in the first, in the first top of the show about anger, not being healthy. It is it conflict, you know, it, it is, it gets you closer. It bonds you it bring it. You, you move, you grow together. It should. It, 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 yes
1: it really sh- that should be the end result of a conflict but i think along with that we need to really get to that point where that conflict does not get repeated and compounded in yeah. some way so it 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 never gets resolved and so that's right, really right. no, a step if, and we all can use tips on it's very much
2: yes but i i would say it's 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 a lot as I'm learning as a married person now. Um, it's very much a part of of love and partnership. And I would go as far as to say that um you it it's not when you share your first fart, it's that you get closer. It's is, really when you have your first fight. Is it the
1: second fart? Uh-huh. Okay. I I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah, but
2: Okay. It wasn't when yeah. You, I farted around. I did. Uh, I farted around you for the first time. It was when you and I had the first our first fight, which was probably about the registry.
0: You're a drunken lurch.
2: Well, I am. <laughs> I accept that about the registry. Well, I think we got uh, through our first uh, our first fight when really? we we got when we were engaged and we got into a doozy in the um, home furnishings department <laughs> at Bloomingdale's, and you almost hit me over the head with a frying pan. We actually have a picture of that. That, um, that, But that that's what I'm staged. saying staged. anyway. Okay. So let's let's bring on our first guest. Yes. So we're talking about her. We need we're help ta- now. We're talking about her behind her back. Yes, we don't want to do that. Um, Leslie Alderman is a writer, psychotherapist, and yoga enthusiast based in Brooklyn, New York. As a writer, Alderman explores mental health issues for Medium, which that's where I found her, New York Times, and other national publications. She has been a staff writer for Money Magazine, deputy editor at Real Simple, and a contributing columnist to the New York Times. As a psychotherapist, Alderman works with individuals and couples at group practices in Manhattan and Brooklyn, and in her spare time, she practices vinyasa yoga, serves on the board of directors of the Rosa Vera Fund, and hangs out with her close friends and family. Leslie Alderman, welcome to Done Single. Welcome, Leslie. Hi, it's so nice to be with you.
1: Thank you, Les, for being on. Really great.
2: Thank you so much. So you've been listening. Um... Your your professional opinion. What have you heard and how much do you charge? We, we, we can take it.
4: <laughs> um, yeah, well, I've heard some interesting things, but I wanted to point out two, um, two ideas that both of you had about conflict. Treva, you had said conflict management can be romantic, which, yes, I agree. It can be romantic when you feel like you are safe enough to – argue with your partner and really voice how you feel, and kind of get heated without um it escalating into some you know drama with plates being smashed. then it can be kind of romantic, but I also resonated with Robbie, who was saying when conflict gets repeated over and over, then it can really become toxic in a relationship. So if you're having the same fights over and over, it's not only toxic, it's not very productive because you're really not able to reach resolution and you're not able to learn from your conflict. So those were two points that I heard that I thought were worth highlighting.
1: Very perceptive. So uh, where do we
4: How do we address?
1: Yeah, (laughs) thank you, Leslie. Now to our next guest. No, Uh, so how do we go about resolving these things, or addressing them, and being calm in the
4: process? Mm -hmm. Well, you want to enter, when possible, you want to enter into a discussion within, in more of a spirit of cooperation. Like the idea is that you want to reach a resolution, not just make your point so that you are right and win. So, if you come in with the idea that I'm going to win and get my way, um, the likelihood of that happening is pretty slim. Mm-hmm. So you have to change your point of view and and think of yourselves as a team, a team, and you want to resolve something, even as a complex as it might be. Because the minute you get into well, I think this and you said that, then you're adversaries, and once you're adversaries. Uh, when do adversaries like to capitulate not very often so really it's like slowing yourself down when you feel an argument brewing and say hey you know what like we're a, we're a team here we want to work together that's and, that the most ideal situation
1: you know what's interesting about that is that we eventually get to that point but we mm-hmm. somehow always go through that I phase youth phase that thing where it it probably is at the heightened sense of ugliness uh, in the, in the heat of the battle, but Mm -hmm. we do eventually come out of it and try to figure out uh, what is a compromise of some sort.
4: Mm -hmm. Well, that's, I mean, that's great. So there's an ideal way of fighting, but when you get very upset, uh, it's hard to calm down and slow yourself down. So a couple of things you can do when you're feeling very upset is to literally take a bit of a step backwards. Like physically step back because your your body is lurching forward and that's that just escalates your feeling of anger. So if you can give yourself a moment, take a deep breath, sort of s- like physically step back, sit back in your chair, that will help slow you down and calm your nervous system down, get you out of that real fight or flight kind of feeling, which um, is uh, using more of the irrational part of your brain rather than the rational. But when, you know, I Making a really excellent point that that a very healthy thing in relationships is to be able to repair. So even if you do get into an argument and you know you're you're shouting or you're just getting very flustered and you're not being uh, in a, in a team mode, then at least if you can, after you know the dust has settled, say, hey, you know what happened there? What happened that we got to that place? And you're able to really talk about what your feelings were in the situation. That's a really wonderful uh, skill to have in a couple is to be able to repair afterwards and not to just sweep it under the rug or cross your fingers and hope you never have to revisit the topic again.
1: Right. So we don't have to do something like uh,
2: Get the uh, fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: okay. Um,
2: We've gotten to that point. Though. We, we almost I did. did. I, I, you know, I was,
1: slept on the couch once.
2: Yeah. It and happened. I, I, I <laughs> took a little walk one day. Uh huh. It happens. Back but, three days yeah. later. Just yeah. No. Okay. So I got, I, I am not attracted to drama. I don't think Robbie is either. Mm-hmm. And I know that both of us have dated dramatic people in our day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get where people it's like, we had an episode called um, crazy chicks and bad boys uh-huh. and uh, a while ago. And I understand the, it's sort of, I, I I get it. It's sexy. It's I guess it's hot. It's, it's you know, it makes it, um, amps up the, the passion. I don't get why people are attracted to it, though, you know, it's um, when it's ultimately so unstable and so unsettling. Yeah. Well, you and know, it's so, and so uns- yeah. unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Some people
4: grow up in households where there's a lot of arguing and fighting. It feels very normal to them, and so that's what they want to keep doing in In fact, they might find silence very frightening and calm very frightening because it feels very like there's no connection and drama feels like connection and intimacy. Mm -hmm. So that's sometimes, you know, when we encounter people like that or in my practice, if I encounter work with people like that, we have to sort of unspool that. Like what does silence feel like? What does cooperation feel like? And it can feel very foreign to some people. And, and just as frightening as fighting makes some people feel kind of quiet and calm can feel frightening in a different way for other people.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's so true. Uh, and what about louder is not writer?
4: Louder is not writer. And some people are very, if they've grown up with a lot of you know, shouting and conflict, it really it doesn't rattle them. And you often have a problem when you have two people in a relationship and one person is used to a lot of shouting and drama and the other one isn't. The person who's shouting says, what's the big deal? What are you so sensitive about? And the person who's on the receiving end and doesn't like it it has a very hard time getting the idea across that this is very uncomfortable for me. So you have a real disconnect. And then it's really when I work with couples, it's trying to help them understand that they came from very different backgrounds and shouting you know, has a very different effect on someone's nervous system
2: if they haven't grown up around it. A uh, question for you, Leslie: How for the the couple or the for the patient or client that comes in who's who's used to uh, drama and rage and attracted to it? How do you undo that? How do you how do you turn them into um, how do they turn that into um, what is attractive then becomes repellent? Do you understand Uh what I'm saying? Like, just just tasteful. I mean, you're having to undo what everything that they know and are used to and are attracted to. How do you do that?
4: Yeah. Well, first I say, is that working for you? Is that anger? Is that pattern working for you? And usually they're in my office because it's not. So we say, okay, it's not working for you. And we look at all the ways that it's creating stress in their life, either with themselves or with their partner sometimes at work. That's a big motivator, right? You want your life to work well. So that in and of itself, you say, okay, I, I look, I value my relationship. I value my jobs. What can I do to make it better? And a big part of what I work with people is like slowing yourself down. Anger is so fast. It happens really quickly before we're able to think. And if you can just really learn to slow yourself down, and some of that is just noticing the signs in your body. And when you become very um, – mindful and aware, you realize just before you shout whatever expletive, usually your heart begins to race, your palms are sweating. So if you tune into yourself, oh, I can feel myself getting really heated. And then over and over with time, you learn, you know what, this is like a moment where I'm going to say something I'm going to regret or do something I'm going to regret. I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to try to think consciously. I might have to leave the room and come back. I might have to, you know... um, make a joke to get myself out of this but it's really tuning into what happens before you fly off the handle and usually there's some pretty um salient warning signs and that's what i help people like really let's look at those warning signs i mean we're talking about like split second reactions here that you have to decode and learn to understand so it's really about like turning your body in slow motion which is Not easy, but definitely doable.
1: Wow. Uh, Good stuff to know. Uh, Okay, we are going to go to our second break, and then we are going to come back with uh, Dave Gerber. So stay with us, and we'll be right back.
0: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Life can be confusing
2: at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment.
0: For so many years,
5: adults and teens have experienced a breakdown in communication. It doesn't have to be like this. Listen for Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Coach Lily and her guests will tackle subjects like bullying, self-esteem issues, teen pregnancy, substance abuse, and more. It's all about getting teens and the adults in their lives to think differently. You could save a teen's life. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America
0: Empowerment Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right.
4: Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: You're listening to Done Being Single with dating interventionists Trevor and Robbie Sharp. If you've got a question, a dilemma, or dating nightmare you want to share, call us today at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. You can also reach us by email, Robbie at DunbeingSingle.com. And now, back to Done Being Single with dating badasses Trevor and Robbie Sharp.
1: Okay, we are back and uh, let's bring on uh, Dave, Dave Gerber. Introduce Dave?
2: Dave Gerber is an executive and leadership coach, learning expert, trainer, and author. He is also a change catalyst motivating people to become the best version of themselves. Dave inspires his audience to transform the way they engage with the world around them and to build stronger relationships and organizations. Dave has a proven track record converting his personal experience into conflict lessons that have been shared with employees of all kinds. In addition to his organizational leadership and conflict management experience, Dave is a certified instructor level black belt in Krav Maga self-defense. In other words, Dave. Dave is a professional ass kicker. Wow. Hey, Dave.
5: Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you. Hey, Come on in, man. Yeah. Come on, let's kick yeah. some ass, baby. <laughs> now, listen, I'm also a certified Reiki master, so we got the healing mm-hmm. side too. So that's important. Very good. So you you heal those you beat up. Well, it's a you know it's like a good cycle, I guess, for business development. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is. That's great. G- very talented,
2: Dave. Uh, tons of questions. You've, you've been listening to the um, yeah. How about oh more? yeah?
5: I've been listening. Oh boy.
2: Go ahead. So what are your thoughts before we get to the questions?
5: Well, we don't have enough time in this segment, that's for sure. Um, So you guys, I mean, there's probably about 30 different things you covered. I mean, as you started from the beginning, um, there's just stuff that happened all the way through. So I'm willing to pick up where you want to be. I mean, for me, I think what I like to do is give people specific, actionable knowledge and things to support the theories that, we sort of heard. So I, that. I can talk to you about what I think you, you know, with your spirit of your show, you know, done being single, let me share with you some of the principles from my book, which is called don't learn the hard way, you know, pre-marriage questions uh, so you don't get divorced again. Right. And I can share with you some thoughts about what we need to know as individuals. And I can share some thoughts with you about conflict when you're in it, it's up to you.
1: That sounds great. Now go with the, uh, the thoughts about your, about the okay.
5: So, so with you know, tons of years of, of experience and focus on the subject of conflict management, which is why I did the deep dive with self-defense and, and, and Krav Maga, which is a hyper-aggressive form of self-defense, you know, and, and went into the healing work. And all the work I put together, I have realized that so much of this is really about true knowledge of self. And the reality of it is it's often too hard and too deep, and most people don't want to work. It's the same thing as putting on a condom. Most people don't want to wear one, but the effects of not is often really not good. So we don't, that's why there's four books on how not to get diabetes and 4,000 on what to do when you get them. So if you really don't want to be single, you have to take a mindset that's around prevention. And if you're going to do that around prevention, the first thing is you got to answer a ton of questions about yourself. So the first thing is, If you don't know your Myers-Briggs type, you need to figure that out because there's a direct overlap of success and relationships. Myers-Briggs was done by a female researcher. It's uh, over a million people who've gone through the assessment. It's very accurate, and it teaches people how they're hardwired. If you don't know how you're hardwired, you can't explain it to your partner. So we have to build what I call conflict fluency and really start to be able to use the language and the words that are helpful. The second thing in relationships people need to look into is the love languages. And if you look in the love languages, you'll find that you have to have overlapping primary and secondary love languages or you're not going to be successful. So you add those two factors already and people, your audience is already headed towards more success with respect to finding real potential partners if that's what they're looking for. You know, and then so that's that's some of the stuff that I think, and I think the answer is I don't think that passion has to come from anger. I think the anger is what we have to work out. It's stuff that we're often given to us. I mean, the socialization process is, you know, we are the products of what's been done to us. And from all my years of experience and working with all types of executives and over 10,000 people of all kinds, I will tell you that my most recent work in self-healing and meditation and Reiki and combining that with my approach, which is the more professional you know, conflict consulting work, I found that it's never lonely at the top when you know how to self-heal. And it's really not hard. And a lot of people are intimidated by it because it's very quote unquote Eastern hemisphere. But when you add some of this work to the things you're doing and you self-heal on your own, you can then start to do the things that are needed for you to get through your arguments or conflict. And the first thing is to focus on setting up the rules before you play the game. So you've got to go into process You've got to slow down and you've got to say, OK, I know this is boring and we got to talk about like, what are the rules? How do we have boundaries? How do we not use certain words that are words that the, the F word for me, when someone says that to me, that is like over the edge. Right. And it's like beyond the pale. So in a relationship, I want my partner to know these are certain words that don't work for me. If you want me to be a part of what I would call win win solutions. So listening to understand not to be not to respond building trust through respect, watching the body language, you know, and working towards a sense of closure. But if you don't start from the beginning with a process and what does a healthy conversation look like, we, we're going to focus on winning. And when there's a winner, there's a loser. So then the last thing is to ask your partner, do you have closure? Do you feel a sense of closure on this? We've now followed all the rules. We've done everything. We've been heard. We've taken breaks if we needed them. And now we're here. Do we have closure? Can we move on? And that. Closure word is extremely powerful because it's what lets you go to bed at night and and, and start the next day. Great!
2: Wow, mic drop. <laughs> yes. Wow, Dave Gerber. Very impressive. Well said. Uh, you just took all the cl- questions, Adam. I mean, you really hit on every point here. Um, I do I, believe, and I said this to Leslie uh, that about conflict and arguing and fighting, it's. Not always a bad thing. A little friction sometimes makes things, uh, it's like, it's like uh, exfoliating your skin. You know, it's like microdermabrasion. When
5: I think it's good with boundaries. And I think it's good if there's an establishment and understanding that what we're going to talk about is following those rules. And neither of us is going to say, screw you, I'm out of here. Because if we work in a relationship with the constant threat that the person is going to leave. No one is really going to become truly vulnerable and move to the next level. And I think to capitalize on your conversation on what you said before, and you asked the question about why are people attracted to this particular personality? I think that there's something very, there's an interesting, I talk about this, I just created this concept, but I think you're going to like this too. And I think what there's a distinction and a difference between what I call the alpha male and the alpha ogre male. And right now in society, we are confusing the two. And we are looking at people who are alpha ogres and assuming that that's what alpha males do. I'm an alpha male with communication and collaboration skills that's far beyond the average male or female because I've worked at it and I've studied it and I've taught it. But it doesn't mean that I'm doing the behaviors that ogres are doing. So you can still tap in and find people who have a healthy alpha personality that's not destructive to self or others and and find that same passion from that. Another mic drop.
2: <laughs> Preach, Dave. <laughs> <Yes. Gerber. laughs>
1: That's uh, great, uh, Leslie. Are you uh, here? Hearing this? And uh, anything to add?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I come from I come from such a different point of view because I am dealing with individuals in a therapy setting and not really an organizational setting. But I do agree that it's certainly helpful if you have if you have boundaries when you're fighting, when arguing with other people, definitely saying, you know, you can't use certain words, you can't threaten to leave. Uh, When I'm working with couples, we have to set sort of ground rules about that. So I think that's great. That presupposes a a level of self-awareness that I don't think everyone is lucky enough to have. But I do agree that doing work on yourself and really understanding yourself, um, is uh, a wonderful way to enter any kind of relationship so that you're less likely to be triggered by things. so that you sort of know your soft spots, your weak spots, your raw spots, and you're just a little more self-aware about not um, uh, not flying off the handle and not being impulsive. Uh, one of the things that um, I thought was really interesting in the article that I wrote for Medium was a guy who is a very expert in dealing with conflict. And he says often the biggest um, problem that we have is ourselves. So it's not so much we're, he's the, it's Wayne Urey who um, started the program on nego- negotiation at Harvard. Yes, can I jump in here and
5: just say one thing real quickly? I think, it's, I, I think it's very interesting, and I would make sure and very important to me that your listeners walk away and understand that everything that I talked about has nothing to do with within the organization. It has everything to do with the individual person, how they show up if they ever decide to go to therapy. These are all tools that are right there in front of people to use. And it's really important that your listeners understand that this isn't about organizations. Organizations are filled with people who show up with their baggage from everything before they got to work. And so I just wanted to make sure, because I know we're about to run out of time, so I just wanted to make sure that people understood that Myers-Briggs and meditation and love languages and all of these things are things that, whether you have a job or you don't have a job, you can self-actualize by putting these things in the, in, into a place. You will see the alpha over at work. You will see the alpha over in personal, and your family and friends. But I think uh, that's important. So thank you for letting me sort of squeeze at it.
1: Absolutely.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, I have a question.
1: We have two minutes, so. We're, we're,
2: okay. You say that uh, married couples fight mostly about money or kids, but what happens if,
5: if you have
1: neither. You don't have,
2: <laughs> uh, yes.
5: <laughs> and then you identify what it is uh, that are your triggers and what you fight about. And what if you're figure.
2: fighting, uh, what if your fights are about how the style, your style of fighting, how do you. I
5: think that goes back to process. Do,
2: it's it's an escalating situation when we get into a little, in an argument, and then it just escalates because I don't like, you know, the style.
1: We have 30
2: seconds. To, oh, yay, so. yay.
5: I'll just say real quickly that if you guys are already married and you're committed to the marriage, then you have to stop. I think this entire country needs to stop focusing on content and focus on process. Mm-hmm. We're going to come to an agreement on how we're going to talk to one another. And we're going to draw a line in the sand and say, no more are we going to use our, our excuses or our moral outrage to define a disrespectful or unhealthy way to be.
1: I alone can fix it. Yeah, we know about that. Okay, so uh, uh, that's uh, that's a good capper as we are going to go to our uh, next break here. So uh, everybody hold on and we will be right
0: back. And now back to done being single with married couple and dating ass kickers, Trevor and Robbie Sharf.
1: Okay, we are back.
2: We got into a fight our, in the, at the yeah. It
1: was I am. I, I no, we got, didn't. We're uh, just kidding. No, we did not. Uh, but we are here with Leslie Alderman and Dave Gerber, and um,
2: well. Okay, Leslie, I've got uh, more questions for you. Okay, you ready? Yeah, sure. Okay how, how how much anger should you take from someone you're dating? Dating, just dating, not not even in a relationship yet. How much is acceptable?
3: Anger? Well, I mean, that's sort of a broad term, but I, I don't think you ever want to feel that you're in a relationship that feels adversarial. So if the anger feels like it's being, you know, leveled at you, uh, I would say that's not uh, a great situation to be in. You don't, you don't want to feel, especially if you're dating someone, that they're angry with you all the time. Certainly, there can be conflict and there can be discord, but anger is a little different. It can feel very scary And again, it's, you're not on the same side. Even if you're dating, you want to feel like you're at least aligned and you're exploring your relationship with someone else.
2: Okay. And so what if you have a a couple and the, Mm -hmm. and let's say the guy um, feels compelled to, it's a codependent relationship. How do you stop? How does he stop himself from trying to fix her? What would you say to him?
3: Um, I would say you're not in a relationship to, to try to fix anyone else. You should put the focus back on yourself. Why why would you want to change someone else? I think you would want you want to be the idea is a spirit of cooperation, not I'm right and you're wrong and I know better than you. Once you get into that position, someone else is going to put up the wall, right? So the minute you're angry and aggressive towards someone else and and speaking from you need to do this, you need to do that, the other person's going to put up a wall of defense and you're not going to get anywhere. So that's not going to be very helpful if you do want to have some kind of a, a healthy, cooperative relationship. So remember, the minute, the minute someone gets angry, the person on the other side puts up a wall of defense because it's scary. They're protecting themselves. So you're not going to, usually not going to get anywhere. It's not really a very good tactic.
2: Leslie, I ask, where, where were you like 10 years ago? I could have used you. Uh, I'm glad you <laughs> I had so many, okay, so. I, I had so many relationships with <laughs> with divorce guys that were just a mess and I was sort of I, I was tasked with I took it on myself as a project excuse me and I I did not have boundaries and you make great points Leslie and you know, I I hope my single girlfriends are listening to you right now
1: so uh, mm-hmm. Dave can you, you give us yeah. a couple of uh let's see this segment will be called uh of the week. Right. So is there anything that you can give us and our listeners as takeaways that uh, can help us immediately?
5: Yeah. The first one is to remember an acronym. Wait. Why am I talking? It's a great acronym. When you hear something you disagree with or you don't like or that's that hurts you. Remember the why am I talking? It capitalizes on the concept of silence that was talked about earlier in the show. It's, if, you, if you're talking, there's a likelihood you're doing it to defend or be reactive as opposed to being responsive. So you're really looking to slow down. And, and that goes to catching your breath. It goes to finding yourself, being more present. And you're going to be more likely to uh, choose your words wisely because you can't take them back. Once you kick the beehive, it's hard to get the bees back in the hive. Mm.
1: Very good. Uh, Leslie, any tips from you?
3: Agree about weight and slow it down. The more you can slow it down, the better able you'll be to think clearly, to uh, state what you're uh, feeling in more rational rather than emotional terms. Uh, when you're really going from a place of, of heated emotion and anger, you're in a kind of fight or flight primal part of your brain and you want to slow it down and use more of like the thinking cognitive prefrontal cortex where you'll make more sense and you'll um have better judgment. Great.
2: Uh, great, great, great.
1: Leslie, how can people find you and get a hold of you? Uh,
3: they can find me on my website lesliealderman.com. That's L E S L E Y A L D E R M A N.com. Excellent.
1: And Dave, how can people find you?
5: Yeah, a couple different websites, DaveGrober.com, DaveGrober.info. If they're interested from the corporate side, SynergyDT.com. And uh, I actually have a Voice America show myself called Preparing for Robots, where we're looking at the intersection of human and conflict and all the technology that's coming our way. It's on Mondays at five o'clock Eastern. Excellent.
2: Okay. This has been great. I feel closer.
5: We
1: can't wait for our next fight.
2: more peaceful. I can't wait for our next fight so we can try out these new techniques. Let's try it.
1: Let's let's find a conflict in...
2: Yeah. And I would just like to end the show by saying namaste and go fuck yourself.
1: (laughs) Well, we actually... Uh So, uh, but um, thank you for that, honey. I'll I'll take that in consideration. I do like what Dave said about, you know, I think uh, the F word is a word that needs to be uh, uh, used with such... um, I used to say that Fuck and love are two words that need to be uh, ha- have to have the reverence and the uh, importance behind them before you use either one. But now I know that love is very important and it's so important that you use that a lot. I think uh, F word is not as important, but when you do use it, it does have to have some meaning.
2: <clears throat> I'm a big fan
1: of the F word. <laughs>
2: well, yes,
1: we all are, uh, but I not really directed am. at each other, and that's something. No, that I don't not, say. Never, I don't know. No, 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 no. You, 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 I don't think you ever have.
2: No, I would um, never say F you.
1: No, not to me.
2: Oh, one time when we were first dating, I gave him the finger. It just joked. first date that
1: was our second date. We our were second, playing tennis. We were playing
2: tennis and he made a good shot. I gave him the finger and he and never I, he was so pissed.
1: And I thought, wow, she's already given me the finger. Second date. Leslie, what would you say about that?
3: I would say, you know, a lot of it has to do with tone. I really don't ever ban words. I think it's all about the tone you use them. You can use all sorts of words. And if you're saying them in a playful way, it's perfectly fine.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we want to thank our guests, Dave Gerber, Leslie Alderman, uh, for being on the show this week. We think it's a, this is a great show. This is good. This is some, this was some, this is something, good this, practical this is a good reference show to go back and listen to a few times. Because, oh, we're uh, going to listen to this. We are going to listen to this. We are going to, yes. Because, uh, yeah. But, uh, Thank you both, and uh,
2: we may have you back on. We may call you when, and, yeah, when we're fighting next time to help us in the middle of a fight. In the middle of a fight.
1: Uh, Leslie, uh, Dave, yeah. <laughs> us right now, uh, honey, I
3: love you. Tape it. record your next fight and send it mm. to me.
1: Oh gee, okay, that may involve okay. production, but okay, I can we, do we that. Can, we can do that. We look forward to having everybody back next weekend. Yeah, for the show. And, yes. Uh,
3: we'll
0: okay,
1: you guys have a great week, everybody.
0: See you next week on Done Being Single.